Recorded during the plague year of 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute. Each week we get together to talk about the all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com, The Rocketeer Minute, The Airport Minute, and The Apollo 13 Minute. And I'm Sean German of Spinal Tap Minute, Groundhog Minute, and The Next Scene Podcast. And Sean, thanks so much for being on this week. Uh, it's uh, right here up right here up front. We, you just missed all the, uh, the credit. Well, you did get the last credit, though, the big one, uh, Robert Wise. So, yeah. Uh, so we saved the best for last. <laughs> Well, that that's a big one. He's done, yeah. He's 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 done some stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, um, probably a West Side Story would have to be my number one. Of yeah, well, you got plenty of those in the in the Sound of Music as well. Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I remember kind of working backwards on his filmography when I first saw uh, the Star mm-hmm. Trek movie and thinking wow, this guy must have done something. It's kind of ponderous. And sure enough, if he, he's really great on uh, on very uh, very still scenes. Kind of your, like It's like walking through a, an art gallery and you're just seeing these large still scenes. Not a lot of uh, action within the scene, but uh, uh, still a fascinating, a fascinating director. I, I, he has a keen eye for, uh, for laying things out. On the, I mean, he, he's very much a cinematographer uh, mm-hmm. style of directing. Yeah, well, if you've seen uh, Curse of the Cat People, uh, one of his early efforts, it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of build up, it's a lot of slow scenes, it's a lot of setting, um, kind of setting the scene and set up, and yeah, yeah, he's not he's not more of like he's he's not a handheld guy, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just... Yeah, <laughs> he's not. He's, you know, it's not he's not quite as bad as Kevin Smith in terms of of um, you know just kind of putting the camera down and leaving it, but it's not. Um, yeah, it's certainly to, to the modern viewer, if you, if you're used to like the fast and the furious and, and mission impossibles, this is a, a different school of filmmaking, certainly. Yeah, definitely. And this, this minute, one of the, uh, one of the least action filled minutes on a, on a movie that does have a lot of non-action movies, uh, you know, starting with, uh, as we finish the, uh, the titles, we get the first, uh, uh, the very first title of, uh, of what, what's going on now. And it's just a simple codalith with uh, the Helvetica uh, italic saying first day, so which implies that there's going to be several more days. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not ominous at all. Ooh, first yeah. <laughs> day. Okay. And uh, the, the scene fades into a the, the classic, you know, Robert Wise is a student of the 30s and 40s, so it's, it's that classic day-for-night shooting. Um, it's the you know middle middle of the daytime, but you, you drop in a neutral density filter and a, and a blue filter, and <laughs> all of a sudden it's, it's nighttime to audiences <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, how, how do you feel as a as an I'm, well? Actually, let's let's back up a little bit and talk about uh, what's your background with this film. Have Have you seen it for a long time? A couple of times, or L- long time? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I would have been just a shy over two weeks old when it came out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sorry, yeah. Well, when it uh, actually. Um, when it occurs and we'll get a, we get a okay. date stamp coming up later in the week. Um, so actually I was yeah. probably, I was about a month and a half when it came out, I should say. Um, so okay. I did not see it in the theater <laughs> that I recall, oh. but probably caught up with it in the eighties. And um, yeah, I definitely appreciate it more now than I did then. Um, Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of, it, it's not an action film. 
but it's, no, it's, it's more it, like a, pr- a procedural, I would think would be a, mm-hmm. a one way to look at it. Yeah. Well, I really like it. It's, um, you know, it's interesting and I, I, I would even say exciting to watch, but it's realistic in things that, um, that, that aren't, that if, if you saw people in real life, you know, if you saw, um, you know, someone in a lab working on the, the you know, investigating an, a novel virus, looking for a cure, it'd be a lot of, um, looking through microscopes and, and stuff like that and, and reading test results. And, um, you know, it's, it's nothing like CSI. It's not that kind of procedural. It's, it's a little more realistic, which I think makes it all the more harrowing that it is so close to reality. Yeah, I mean, you get the feeling, even even these opening characters, well, we get one, one character here at the beginning, uh, Lieutenant Sean. You get the feeling that this is his job, and mm-hmm. they've there's a, a satellite's put down somewhere in New Mexico, and they've got to go track it down, and they've they've come up on on this town of Piedmont. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a guy, you know. It's it's obviously it's a cold night. The fellow's in a parka, and he's got his uh, he's got his gloves on, and he's trying to work this complicated piece of night scope machinery. And uh, you feel, I think, simultaneously, you're getting the the themes of technology and uh, human frailty at the same time. Well, I'm just wondering when this came out because the setup is. Um... It's it's similar to like War of the Worlds. It's set up as um, I mean, it's kind of it's it's set up as something that happened in the past. They're not saying this isn't live as you're watching it, but it's kind of set up to be sort of a documentary. Was there any when it came out? Was there any? Did anyone buy it? Did anyone think like, oh my god, this this actually happened? Well, it's it's funny. This this movie was based on the on the book by Michael Crichton, uh, The Andromeda Strain. And when you read the book. Uh, Crichton was saying in a couple of his interviews that uh, he tried to write it, and a lot of that stuff that we saw in the in the title sequence are mm-hmm. images from his book. That he he kind of interspersed these you know uh, pseudo found documents that it made it look like it was realistic, and he would get uh, people writing him and asking him where was the wildfire complex and how did he get how was it how was he able to tell this story without the government bearing down on him. <laughs> So it, it does have that verisimilitude that um, you know it 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 feels it feels real when you're watching it. It's like and and like you said, it's it's told. We don't get to it for about maybe fifteen minutes or so, um, where there's a there's a Senate subcommittee hearing uh, and they're going over what happened during the uh, the Andromeda strain incident. So uh, we we're looking back on this in the past, and uh, this is almost like a, a documentary of what was going on at the time. Um, but yeah, at, at the time, I mean, when, when you watched it, it felt very real. This is, uh, to me, it's similar to a bunch of other, uh, you know, could be futures like, like Colossus, the Forbin project, uh, felt that way. And so did, I think Maroon did too. Maroon felt like, mm-hmm. like it's something that might've happened, but this one really takes it to that, that documentary level, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So get, so getting back to, to the film, there is that, um, Sort of the, the dichotomy, the contrast between the the high tech night scope um, that our lieutenant here is wielding, and he's looking down on what almost looks like rock ridge. Like this is something out of Young Frank. Um, yeah, I was going to say Young Frank. Something out of um, Blazing Saddles, like this old west town with the church and the steeple in the middle. Um, really, this this town. I mean, this this is happening. This is the 1970s. It could be. It could be the 1800s. I'm guessing, you know, these 
um, you know, these towns in the West in the desert uh, hadn't changed much in a, in a century. Yeah, uh, maybe like... the um, you know that the 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 horse paths have been paved for the automobile, but that may be the only change this town has gone through. Yeah, it's like a you know like a failed mining town. Maybe they do uh, lumber or something like that, or they work for oil fields or something. Uh, and it just it just feels like a poor, sleepy town, mm-hmm. and uh, a bit cut off from the rest of the rest of the world. So, in one way, it's fortunate that it's kind of contained. You know, if this if if this thing had dropped down and like let's say it, you know they, they found the satellite in downtown St. Louis, it might be a whole different story mm. to tell. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, yeah, it, it does. You do get that feeling. Uh, that, that, well, the image of a ghost town kind of is is apropos because, as we find out later, this is a ghost town. But uh, yeah, it it feels mm-hmm. like the opening of a bunch of other, you know, like like a, like you said, like a western. It feels like this story could be told in another genre, except for the technology that that pops up at the beginning and the end of the minute. Um, he, you know, that the lieutenant could easily have just been. <laughs> riding on horseback and taking out an old pair of brass binoculars or something. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, I, I'm trying to figure out, you don't get a sense of creepiness to it though. As, as you're, as you're first watching this movie, I'm trying to imagine not having seen it before. And I get the feeling it's, uh, it's a bit of a mystery what, uh, what he's looking at or what he's looking for. Um, right. Right. Well, it, it's, it's the, 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 yeah, the film as a whole is a very slow reveal in terms of yeah, what are they looking for? Why why this town and what is what's peculiar? What's different? Yeah, yeah, and it it does have um, you know the thing about filming in the West is uh, you feel very much a man alone. That you're uh, I mean westerns are usually about individuals. It's not about groups, and the mm-hmm. the desert countryside and things uh, that sense of isolation and um, I don't want to say hopelessness, but the the sign that there's no help coming, and these, you know, these people from the government aren't here to uh, the the town is not it's not a nuisance. It's just some that's a place. They don't really care about what's going on in the town. They're just trying to figure out what what the heck happened to their uh, their satellite. Mm-hmm. So um, that they don't really have an interaction with the town other than they're there to to do a job and get out of it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out if how they would tell the story differently nowadays. I would think that it'll be a lot more action-filled uh, opening. You, uh, uh, you might start a couple of minutes in with a, you know, with the, with the people screaming in a truck, and then cut to the, uh, cut to the titles. But I, I, I can't imagine a movie being made like this nowadays or in this style. Yeah, I, th- I, I can imagine the opening. Maybe you see. You know, a couple of teenagers, you know, parked at, at Makeout Point or something, and they sh- see a, a shooting star, which turns out to be um, the the satellite that carries the virus. And then you know, we see the town, we see the, the virus tear through the town before, yeah. um, before this point where um, where the feds are showing up to take over or investigate. I'm surprised. I know that this uh, this was remade as a, a, a miniseries for a sci-fi network, very low budget, and it, 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 mm-hmm. similar to what we were talking about. It, it, it was just a lot more. There were a lot more layers of uh, government uh, uh, cover-ups and things like that. It had a whole different feel to it. But I'm trying to as a as a feature film. I don't know. I don't know if it would sell as well. And 
after you know as the, the situation that we're in right now i don't know what the market would be for a, <laughs> a virus movie <laughs> well and i i think um i think of the times if if i were if i were to remake this today i would have you know a virus escape from it would be something that came from a lab you know there was some um you know some lab that was doing genetic engineering to try to um, either either purposely uh, make a weapon or perhaps they're trying to you know engineer um, some uh, you know some aggressive virus but turn it into good like if we can take yeah. you know there's this this back you know Ebola that that kills so quickly well what if we could have it you know what if we could tweak the gene and make it do something good instead of bad? Wouldn't that be great? And then yeah, like cancer cure or something. And yeah, but, yeah. Um, but at, but at the time, this is still sort of early, um, you know, relatively early in the space age, and you know, people were were afraid of what astronauts might be bringing back. The 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 folks that I mean, it was was this. At 69 was the the first moonwalk and those guys were what quarantined for a month yeah they were or, yeah three three weeks and then uh and apollo that was apollo 11 and apollo mm-hmm. 12 they did the same thing uh this was filmed in between apollos 13 and 14 apollo 13 of course they didn't go to the moon so they didn't get any mm-hmm. quarantine yeah but uh by apollo 14 uh that was the last time that they, they actually quarantined anybody and they did i think right. i don't think they did it for the full three weeks i think they just had them in for like two weeks yeah, but so, I think, so I think at, at this point we know, like we found, uh, you know, they've identified some amino acids in in comets. Like there's some yeah. genetic material that does, or I should say, organic material that that comes um, from space, but not anything, not anything like this. Like this is a, a little bit more of a stretch for uh, for you know a modern audience to think that that's a, you know not, not that there there can't be anything out there, but. Um, I think you'd have to. The setup would be a little bit different than uh, than in the early '70s. Still has that that whole Frankenstein feel that the you know people are messing with powers that far out of their control, mm-hmm. and uh, which is you know always good for any any good horror movie. So this does have a have a horror element to it. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the the that's uh, you know sort of a, a, almost universal trope that in any of mo- in any monster movie. The monsters are eventually us. We're yeah. we're the ultimate bad guy behind all all the other monsters. That Promethean ideal that you mm-hmm. know you're just kind of don't mess with it. <laughs> we couldn't leave well enough alone, could we? No, yeah, but no, 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 no. Yeah. So, well, uh, wow. Well, this is a good start to the to the movie itself. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into it further as the week progresses. Uh, but uh, let's let's pause here uh, with mm-hmm. a with a guy climbing into a nice warm truck after being out in the cold. <laughs> Uh, but uh, for folks uh, wanting to listen to further episodes, I mean, we have three previous episodes out there on, on the big site, but there'll be more here if you're catching up with us. Uh, go to the big site at uh, andromedaminute.com, or you can find us on uh, things like Apple Podcasts or uh, Google Play, Spotify, you know, all the typical places where you can find podcasts. We're probably there. Uh, if, you like, if you'd like to talk back about this particular episode or previous episodes, we're available on the social media, on the Facebook at... Uh, Project Wildfire and uh, Twitter at Andromeda Minute. Uh, and uh, Sean, where can people find your your works? Uh, probably best place for now is to go to catandshawn.org. Uh, that's C-A-T, cat, short for uh, Catherine, and Sean, S-E-A-N. And there I link to um, 
um, all the my podcast hosting duties and also my guest spots. Um, and there you'll find links to previous podcasts such as Die Hard Minute and Into the Night Minute. Yay. Um, there were you know, previous uh, pre- previous team ups with with Mr. O'Kane here. And so, uh, yeah, you can find all that at catandshawn.org. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, join us back here where Sean and I will continue to look at, hopefully this movie will get a little bit more action in the next. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll look around. Maybe they'll talk some more. Maybe we'll actually have uh, some dialogue. (laughs) Uh, But check back with us here on Wednesday. In the meantime, please wash your hands, keep a proper distance, and uh, hopefully we'll all get through this together soon. Uh, But thanks for joining us here, and we'll see you next time on The Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.